Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. How's it going, Sarah? It goes very well. It goes very well. Dimity, I'm, I'm not sure I've told you, but I'm in a women's pickleball league. Oh, that's so cool. How do you find it? I found out about it through a woman that I play with outdoors during the summertime and dry days here, this woman, Carol. And so she organizes it at this indoor facility up in Vancouver, Washington, which is just across the Columbia River from Portland, Oregon, where I live. And so it is 16 women. It's uh, for six weeks. We meet every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 p.m., and ooh, when she asked me back, maybe late summer, early fall, if I wanted to be in it, my first thought was, I don't want to be indoors. I can't exercise in the evening because I turn into a pumpkin by the end of the workday. And also the traffic, I thought, could be hellacious, too, because that's very much a rush hour commuter direction, the whole bit. But we've had such a wet winter that I was just desperate to play. So when she asked again, I'm like, yes, 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 I'll do it. And (laughs) I'm so glad I did. It's super fun. Great group of women. That's great. That's Yeah. So I just have to point out that you had a lot of reasons why you couldn't first. And I'm interested why the inner no comes out before the inner yes. Because you love pickleball. I do love pickleball. But she asked me, I think she asked me maybe late summer. And I was still playing a ton outdoors. And so I was just like, well, I don't need to play inside on a in the evening. And also, I really am trying to cherish every family dinner I have left with my 17-year-old twins going away to college in the fall. So I was really loath to miss a family dinner, which okay. I can't believe you I'm saying that. A couple months still there to go. You have uh, like a, a big runway. I mean, yeah. oh, I just I mean, I'm not laughing at it. I, I love that that I mean that is definitely a good good thing to to soak up for sure. But I mean, they, they they're probably gonna leave in September. It's Feb it's February. Oh, I know, but okay. <laughs> we only have today. We only have the here and now. And, you know, and they've got things going on. And so, but whereas Wednesday night, it's not like they're going to go out with their friends on a Wednesday night. Sure. So that, uh, so, you know, that's kind of one of the prime family nights. And so they, they are on their own on Wednesday nights for dinner. I have to remind them every Wednesday morning that there will be no dinner prepared for them at home. <laughs> <laughs> How has it worked? Has that part worked out okay? So they've been, I mean, please, there's Grubhub and uh. John, my son can pick up stuff on the way home from his dance rehearsal. So yes, they have been fed and there's, you know, there's always cereal and eggs or whatever. Anyway, so it's a great group of women. There's 16 women total. And then there's four courts and Carol, the organizer just does some type of spreadsheet magic and pairs us up randomly. And then you just, okay, game one, I'm, I'm number 12. So I just see what court number 12 is on and who 12 is paired for. And I try to remember that number when I walk to the court because <laughs> I'm like, ah, so much to remember. <laughs> so then you just play and ultimately the points all get tallied and she figures it out. And on the last night, which is two weeks from now, the top score earners, um, they will then play some sort of competitions, games against each other to figure out kind of who's the overall winner. And then the bottom half, kind of the, what do you call that? The the um, consolation round. Consolation <laughs> round. What do they call it in rowing, though? The um, uh, repetage. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. So the, there will be that. So I'm kind of right now, I think I'm probably pretty close to that line of which way I'm going to be going one ooh, way or the other. Ooh, all yeah. right. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Uh, but weeks. it's not it's not automated. So because I would like to be able to go home and immediately see some sort of, you know, like my fantasy pickleball league score. And it, it's not that automated. So I just will have to wait and find out. And But it was very funny, Dimity, that so I got a new paddle before the second session and it made my game improve markedly. And huh. what, what's and different about it? It's a lot lighter. It has a different core. A pickleball paddle is, it's not strung like a racket. It's not like a tennis racket. It is solid, as you as you know, and the face of it is. And so it has some sort of stress dampening or reverberation dampening material in the middle because I was developing pickleball elbow, which is like tennis elbow. And so it makes the reverb up my arm less. Ouch. And, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so, I, so I got it for health reasons, but it Oh my gosh! It, but, it, but really, it's performance. It's all about the gear. Yeah. Yes. So, so anyway, so then, so my game definitely took a couple notches up, stepped up a couple notches, and one woman said to me after Wednesday night, she said, "I think you're a pickleball pro in disguise." And at first, I took it as a compliment. I'm like, "Wait, in disguise is what? Like, <laughs> like a dumpy middle aged woman? I don't understand." And, uh, and then a couple of people said to me on Wednesday night, "You're so athletic," and I was like, "Is that code for something? Like, what what does that mean? Like, do they mean that I have?" muscular shoulders that I move fast on the court like I sort of didn't I I thought it was a compliment but I'm not a hundred percent sure so oh I think it's a compliment I think it's totally a compliment you got to take it as a compliment you know look look for the yeses right (laughs) and I also have decided that I am more um aggressive in and I mean that in a positive way than um some women are that I am not afraid to hit a shot you know, right at somebody's feet, which is where you're supposed to hit. You know, that's like definitely a winning shot. You've mm-hmm. played with me, Dimity. You know, I go, I go for the jugular. Sure. And and, uh, and there are some women who seem intimidated by that. And there's some women I also get the vibe think, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't hit for their feet. Yeah, or that you shouldn't. You know, I mean, it's sometimes the ball goes at their body too, and and it's not like I aim at their body, but I aim to take a winning shot. I don't know. There's a there's a sense. It's different playing with all women than coet. That's that's my takeaway from it. So. All right, I, I can see that. I mean, I mm-hmm. I I think um, <laughs> a couple things. I mean, I remember when I was playing doubles tennis. Mm-hmm. Like the one season that I did and my my shot in tennis was like down the line forehand. I was really good at that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, returning a serve. So, mm-hmm. you know, pass passing by the person at the net. And I did that. But of course, like, you know, I, I haven't played that shot in a long time. And I ended up like <laughs> wailing it right at the woman herself, you know, like the mm-hmm. net player. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I felt so I mean, that was clearly not accepted, you know, like that was not a good, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, and like, I, you know, See- I. I but I, I, yes, I agree. But it's also like, you know, what, what level are you playing at? And pickleball and tennis, I think, are two different things. You can't really get hurt with the pickleball. I mean, it hurts as it stings, but it doesn't, yeah. it's, it's, and in the, in the velocity of the pickleball, it's a lot slower than a tennis ball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people, I've, I've noticed that the league, there are more people who wear eye protection, that there's concerns about that. And supposedly the way you get hurt in pickleball is by your partner's paddle hitting you in the face, not a ball hitting you in the face, typically. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never seen eye eye protection. That's that they take their, their pickleball seriously. <laughs> there's a there's a mom who plays, and she has several daughters in law, and they all wear, um, you know, just 
sport glasses that have you know kind of clear or yellow lenses yeah 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 they're like mm-hmm. yeah i mean like my my dad used to play squash a lot like he wears mm-hmm, a sp- mm-hmm. that's yeah. another one but that's a that's a small fastball well i would say okay so yes i agree like sometimes when you like you're like is that a compliment is that not like i would just kind of take it for what it is and i would just be yourself there you know oh like, i'm 100 percent myself oh hundred percent yeah, yeah. And, so but, i mean but, if they don't like it then you know i mean i don't know you know like you can't I just get the sense ball, that, you know? i just get the sense that they're intimidated a little well, bit and, that's and, welcome to being a large athletic woman i mean that's that's the <laughs> it truth is tr- you know it's true uh-huh. yeah i yeah. mean it just did, like the other day and this is I'm not turn this into me about me but like the Are other day as i was riding the bike at the gym i have figured out like i can like pedal lightly for like 30 minutes mm-hmm. like take my boot off and put my regular shoe on mm-hmm. and so i'm like i'm like level six okay and like you can go up to like 25 it's like okay. you know it's, it's, okay. it's, 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 it's like a studio bike right i'm like <laughs> not doing much although i am spinning my legs because it feels just good right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the guy next to me older man very nice but he looks at me and he goes can i ask you a question and mm-hmm. I said, yeah. And he goes, are you a pro cyclist? It's just because like I'm more intense than the average rec center goer. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and so all of a sudden, mm-hmm. if you're not like, you know, there to be with your daughter's in law and whatever, mm-hmm. you're a pro cyclist. Right. You're a pickleball mm-hmm. pro. You know, mm-hmm. like it's like there's like nothing in between like, hey, I'm here to to spend an, an evening together with my friends and like. I'm going to go for the gold medal at the Olympics. <laughs> you know, like, not a lot of gray area there sometimes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it just causes that there's a drive. I drive about, I don't know, on the way home, it's about less than 25 minutes. And it just, I reflect a lot on what was said, how the games went, kind of the vibe I get, the perception that seems people seem to have of me. And it just, I don't know, it gives me a lot to think about. Yeah. And the other thing, throwing mm-hmm. it out there, just again, be yourself. And the second thing is don't take it personally, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just can't, you know, you can't take any, like if that's more probably a reflection of how they feel about themselves. They don't see themselves mm-hmm. as athletic or mm-hmm. good at pickleball or aggressive mm-hmm. or whatever. And so like, instead of being able to own that, they're going to throw that on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a woman, Anne-Marie, who's, um, I would say, an advanced beginner. And she comes onto the court and I played with her before. And she walks up to me. And she goes, I'm not very good. I said, no, no, no. I said, we don't say that around here. I said, we are here to do our best. And that's all I want from you. And we ended up winning that game against one of the players we were playing against. I would posit is the best player out there. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's great. They totally, you know, talked her up and, you know, yeah, we're just here to do our best. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe win a gold medal in Tokyo. way. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh all right so but i'm just very excited about it i've ended up liking it a lot and now i'm like oh carol keep me on the squad i want to i want to play I was again to say, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 all right well here's a question from emily who is looking to build up her endurance hi this is emily from indiana i am calling because i have a question that's probably basic but i hope you can answer i'm interested in building up my mileage and i'm wondering if there is a benefit to doing less mileage over more days of the week versus fewer days with um, a longer run, perhaps on the weekend. And I'm curious if there's a benefit from an endurance perspective um, or for an injury prevention perspective. Thanks so much. Love you guys. 
So my first thought listening to this message was, just like Dimity always says, no question is too basic or too much information. So, Emily, it's not too basic. And my second reaction was literally I said, aw, out loud when <laughs> she said she loves us. I know. That was very sweet. It was very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So and my third thought was, yeah, I need us to answer this question because I'm finding it a beast to build my endurance back up after 11 plus months of not running myself. Oh, my goodness. I I, I come back from every walk run and I'm like, running is so hard. Uh, <laughs> it is. It is. I see people running now and I'm like, God bless you. You are doing, a, you know, a very like the work of like a, a pioneer, basically. <laughs> Seriously, where's the oxen? Um, so, uh, Coach Dimity, I know for my body, it feels right to go on more frequent, shorter runs than kind of more intermittent runs with one being longer than the other one. So let's say if I was able to build back up to five days a week of three miles at a time versus kind of four miles, four miles, and then what's left from that seven. <laughs> Let me do the math real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that that's I, I I think that you're on on the right track, Sarah. I mean, consistency is always going to trump like weekend warrior mentality, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So that's seven miles that you were talking about, Sarah. So yeah, I would say, you know, if you can go build up your like say you were running five days a week and you asked about an injury perspective versus endurance. I mean, mm -hmm. if your body feels like you can run five days a week and you haven't had injuries or a history of injuries, I think you're okay. Mm -hmm. um, if you do have a history of injury, I probably would go four days, but I would still keep it pretty like even Steven, you know, like three miles, three miles, three miles, and then, you know, maybe bump up one of them to four miles and then mm -hmm. bump up two to four miles. And then you can mm -hmm. kind of from there start to like build out a day that's longer, I would say. Mm -hmm. But I, I think more than anything, you're going to want to build up consistency and um, and like more frequency than mm -hmm. piling on. I mean, because at a certain point, again, we don't really know where she's coming from as far as like her base, if she wants to go from 10 to 20 miles or 50 to 60 miles like that. There's a big difference there. Right. Mm -hmm. But I mean, for Emily, I would say, you know, say you're at 15 and you want to build to 25, you know, just mm -hmm. adding on miles every once in a, you know, adding on a mile here and there and then making that long run a little bit longer over time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So in both the programs, the ones that sprung to mind in the train, like a mother club, the return to running and become a runner, I assume they kind of work by the same they do. They don't emphasize the longer run, mm, mm -hmm. you know, so return to running gets you to running 60 minutes mm -hmm. and become a runner gets you to running 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. But they both, yes, they both emphasize, well, return to running is really for injury. So what you have mm -hmm. to do is you have to be able to pass a certain test, say, mm -hmm. you know, like you have to be able to do a walk run for off the top of my head, I don't know what it is, but say mm -hmm. it's two minutes of running, one minute of walking for 30 minutes pain-free, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and do that four mm -hmm. times and then you can go up to the next level and then you can go up mm -hmm. to the next level. Um, mm -hmm. Where become a runner is more like you take those run-walk intervals and we just make them a little bit longer, mm -hmm. um, make the run a little bit longer, the walk a little bit shorter, and then mm -hmm. over time you're going to get to 30 minutes of running. But but again, mm -hmm. they're both four days a week, I believe, of running, which I think mm -hmm. is, is a sweet spot for many of us. Like I yep. said, I kind of started yep. with five, which... I think is pretty ambitious for most people. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, and then coming down to three is okay, but it's going to be harder to kind of find that groove. If it sure is. You know, mm -hmm. what, how yeah. much are you running every week, Sarah, now? 
Yes. So uh, doing walk running and in a good week, or I shouldn't say that, in a week that works out like I like it to, four days a week. Mm-hmm. That So, and today I got... Uh, but I finally wore my Koros again before I would just go out and set my timer for whatever I wanted for, let's say I was going to go for 40 minutes. I'd set for 20 minutes and when it rang, I would turn around. And sure. uh, so today I finally wore my Koros Apex. And so I went uh, three miles and I don't know, maybe a little over half of that was running. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. So, and I feel good. And, and, I, and I found a dime, a penny and a quarter. So I'm, I'm feeling like my old self. <laughs> you got again. paid 36 cents for that run. So that's, <laughs> yes. that's worth the price of admission right there. Sure is. Sure is. All right. We'll return with more questions and answers after this brief break. Stay with us. Okay. Spring marathoner and training Diane, who also wants to lift heavy in addition to running. Hi, Sarah and Dimity. It's Diane from Naperville, Illinois. I have another question for you. So I have been trying to lift more heavy stuff, as is recommended, uh, but I'm also training for a spring marathon. It is getting confusing as to how I'm supposed to fit all of this stuff in. When it comes to lifting around your long run day, like so let's say I have a 20-miler, as I did last weekend, Should I lift heavy the day before? Should I lift heavy the same day as the 20-miler, which seems almost impossible because it takes me over three hours to run that far. Uh, That would be a really long workout day. Or can I lift, as I usually do, the day after? But if I lift heavy the day after, am I somehow inhibiting my recovery from that long run? Anyway, would love your answers. Thanks. Bye, guys. Oh, Diane, the struggle is real. When training for a big event like a marathon, there never seem to be enough days in the week. That's that's what I definitely find. Well, also just enough energy in the body, right? <laughs> I mean, you got I mean, lifting heavy and marathoning are two very um, intense demands on your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a very valid point. Yeah. So if I were in Diane's shoes and I do lift heavy one day a week, I'd take a break from lifting heavy during the medius weeks of marathon training. So this is just me and what I do that any week that had a run of 15 miles or longer, I just do kind of maintenance phase strength moves like the 20 minute body weight routines that you demo on the Another Mother Runner YouTube channel. Um, I really like those while I was training for my last marathon I was following the Heart and Soul Marathon Level 2 plan, and that was um, back in 2020. Uh, I'd finished <laughs> a million years ago, and uh, for the marathon that wasn't, I would finish up two runs a week with one of those super effective routines. Well, thank you for saying they're super effective. And those are mm-hmm. all just body weight routines. I mean, there was some mm-hmm. resistance bands in there, but there's definitely not lifting heavy by any mm-hmm. stretch. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But so I would say, yeah, I mean, you got to, I mean, you do need to prioritize something mm-hmm. with this because it is just too much. But I would say a couple things. You can still lift and you can still lift heavy. But mm-hmm. when you notice the quality of your legs, like, I mean, your legs are going to slow down or feel heavy anyway because of marathon training. So mm-hmm. if it, that becomes like the thing, the only thing that you can kind of think about before you head out <laughs> for a run, then we need to pull it back. You know, I mean, there's it's not like 
you know, subjective thing, but you, you know, if you're just like, I have no spring, like mm-hmm. we need to minimize the lifting. Mm-hmm. A couple of things though that I would say is you always want to run first and then lift because mm-hmm. that's, you're going to prioritize the thing that you want to get better at. In marathon mm-hmm. training, you need to prioritize the running. Mm-hmm. On the days when you are doing a hard run, not a long run. I think the lifting after a long run, personally, it sounds like you don't want to do it. So I would say, A, don't do it. And that's also just, it is a lot of time. <laughs> but a longer run, um, or I mean, a harder run, like say you have hill repeats or intervals or even just like maybe pickups in your run, something that's just not an easy, short kind of recovery run. Those mm-hmm. are the days that you're going to want to lift after that. Because mm. the idea is, is you're going to want to keep your hard days hard. Mm-hmm. And your easy days easy. That's mm-hmm. really like the pattern that you want to follow. So anything where it's like, oh, that run's going to take a little bit out of me. Those are the days that you're going to want to lift because the next day, hopefully, on your training plan is going to be relatively easy. Mm-hmm. I'm writing down quotes like a fiend over here, Tim. So keep, <laughs> keep it coming, Dimity. Keep it coming. <laughs> and then the other thing that I definitely would not lift the day after a long run. Sunday mm-hmm. should just be a rest day. I mean, you, your body needs to repair itself. If you mm-hmm. were like... On some very intense training plan that was, you know, very scientific and you had a very big goal and you were being led by a very elite coach, maybe you would lift the day after a long run. That's a lot of varies in there. But I would say don't, you know, don't lift after, you know, take that Sunday off. I, I always think long runs are on Saturday, but take the day off after a long run. Mm-hmm. And you're going to want 48 hours between lifting sessions. So like mm. you said, you know, you did them, you did it twice a week. I would say lift maybe Tuesday and Thursday, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. then run long on Saturday and the other days should be all easy days. But mm-hmm. that's kind of what I would do. And then the last thing mm-hmm. I was just thinking about this, I mean, you can always work on your upper body. Like, I think we always mm-hmm. think about lifting as like squats and deadlifts. And certainly those are very important when you're lifting heavy. But, mm-hmm. you know, your chest needs to be strong for your posture. Your arms can be stronger for your arm swing. Your, mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do that don't involve necessarily getting near a squat rack and mm-hmm. will still kind of give you that heavy lifting vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. When I started working out with my trainer, Brittany, who co-hosts occasionally on Fridays, I was like, okay, this is it. We're working on my upper body. And and lately I've been like, huh, she's definitely working in a lot of lower body at the same time. So <laughs> I know. I remember you saying that. You're like, yeah. I run. I don't need my lower body. I'm like, mm, I think you do. But mainly I just wanted people to say I looked athletic and I thought, you know, by having big shoulders, that would, that would look, I achieved my goal. Uh, <laughs> all right. This is Stacy, who is also juggling athletic endeavors as she trains for a big event. Hi, this is Stacy from Bolingbrook. I am planning my big race this year as a half Ironman. It's in June, and I just started my official training program. And one weekend, I'm facing a new challenge that I've never had in the last 30 years of racing. I have taken up pickleball in the last six months, and it's the first hobby I do with my husband. We play in a competitive league, and we really enjoy doing that together. I don't want to sacrifice any of my triathlon training for pickleball, but I'm already feeling the effects of trying to do both simultaneously, and I had not given any weight to the pickleball impacting my triathlon training. So wanted to hear your recommendations on how to do both. Time isn't the issue. It's more just uh, feeling tired and wanting to be able to compete at the level that my husband is expecting from me. So can't wait to hear your recommendations. Bye. Okay. 
full disclosure, Stacy and I text each other about our shared passion for pickleball. <laughs> and I was told, I told her I was worried we'd lose listeners talking more about pickleball. But she pointed out that the question applies to any sporty hobby like skiing, tennis, rock climbing, whatever. So it's not, it's not just pickleball. Yeah. Sure, sure. But except for that, we just spent like 10 minutes talking about oh, pickleball at the oh, top of the hour. Oh, I know. I told her that. I told her that. <laughs> yeah. So I also want to point out from the get-go that from her text, Stacy makes me seem like a casual pickleball enthusiast. So suggesting she take a break from the game while she trains for her 70.3 triathlon is not an option. It is not an option. She definitely would have said yes from the get-go to that indoor league invitation, Dimity. Okay. So, okay. Yes. Okay. So with that in mind, my suggestion to Stacy would be to either just play, quote-unquote, recreationally with her husband during the next few months. I think it might be tough for her to do that, but she could work on that. Or to really manage her husband's expectations, which I bet she's reading more into them than they really are. And it's, in my mind, kind of like how we often tell people that when you're going to start training for a big event, to have that sit-down conversation with your partner about what training is going to entail and how it's going to impact other aspects of life and just kind of to manage expectations from the get-go so that everybody within your domicile is on the same page and so in this case, you know, being like, hey, honey, you know, this 70.3 is really important to me. I'm going to be doing a lot of hard workouts. I'm going to be tired a lot. And it means that when I pick up my paddle and walk out onto the court, I can't maybe do my diving shots and hustle to the net like I normally do. Yeah. Yeah. You just wanted to say domicile. But now that's like <laughs> that, that joke has like fallen flat because that was like <laughs> four, four minutes ago now. Um, and the other thing is pickleball. What's the new Apple ball? Uh, Apple ball. Apple TV show that is with Harrison Ford and Jason. The- oh, yes. It has one word. Shrinking. Shrinking. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they, they play pickleball and it's very No, they do funny. not. Yeah, oh they gosh. they don't they don't show the pickleball. They do show a pickleball game, but it's very there's a in the second I think it's the second episode. Yeah, there was a couple um jokes about it and uh, oh very very funny. Oh my gosh, I'll have to watch. <laughs> it's the sport of the future. Yep, yeah, it's a good show. It's a good show. Anyway, going back to this, I mean, I guess I think you have great advice. I mean, it's it's important oh, I- to talk to the husband about the expectation. I mean, if she if she feels the competition and the uh, pressure to be really good at pickleball. Again, like this is a decision. I mean, it's kind of like with Diane, the marathon is the thing. So the heavy lifting like is mm-hmm. important for a lot of reasons, but we got to back off on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. If the 70.3 is the biggest thing for Stacy, then you're going to have to back off on the pickleball a little bit or like plan your workout so that, you know, if you need to move around your schedule so that maybe the pickleball I wouldn't put pickleball on a rest day. I would have a very, very clear rest day that is no, mm. no sports or no um, you know, workouts. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe there's a day where she has a shorter swim, you know, mm-hmm. and then she can play pickleball that evening or something. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I, you do have to make some choices, right? I think mm-hmm. that's that's the thing. And I think managing expectations. And I mean, the other thing is like, it's hard to go to a competitive league and not get competitive, right? Oh, and not sure feel like is. you're, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. not playing your best or not able to play the way that you want to play. So that's also Mm -hmm. like a kind of a conversation I think she needs to have with herself. 
You know, it's coming. We have a lot of texts about pickleball, and I enjoy them greatly. And one's coming back to, well, two are coming back to mind. One is how much she and her husband enjoy playing pickleball together, that, that they've tried a lot of activities over the years. And this is the one that really lights both their fires. But also that I think that must show up on the court because Stacy was saying that a lot of other players at her club, and I should mention that Stacy, interestingly enough, plays pickleball at one of the clubs where Coach Liz coaches swimming. And so there are times, and Coach Liz, while she coaches swimming, can see the pickleball players in action <laughs> through a window. And so so worlds collide that there's Stacy on the court and there's Coach Liz on the pool deck. So anyway, but but Stacy told me that they have that she and her husband have been asked by numerous other players at the club to play with them or to kind of coach is perhaps too strong of word but kind of give them pointers and and because it's tough as a beginning pickleball player to find people who will be like okay i've only got an hour and i'll play 30 minutes with you even though it's not going to be a very challenging or very quote-unquote good game Mm -hmm. you know and so maybe it's you know it's time to say yes to more of those opportunities and you know use use your pickleball skills in a you know for good you know, so sure. to help yeah. other Use people. your pickleball skills for good. There you go. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, but, and um, Stacy and I daydream about being able to play pickleball together and, and then maybe go swimming with Coach Liz. So I think a, a trip to Chicago needs to be my future. So anyway. There you go. All right. Well, I enjoyed these questions and I love that now that I finally started sharing them with Dimity and Barry so they can both listen to them before the show. (laughs) So anyway, so but we really need more questions. Oh, my goodness. We need more questions. Please call them in. And to do so, you call 470-BADASS-1. That number translates to 470-223-2771. Tell us your first name and where you're calling from. And this is key. Please keep your message to 60 seconds or less. And the phone number is in our show notes. And coming down the pipe in the Another Mother Runner sphere is how to play pickleball like a pro. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It is Love the Run Spring 2023. Super excited to get another round of our Love the Run program going. It is a program for all levels. We are going to go on a road trip together collectively from Mm -hmm. Loveland, Colorado to Loveland, Ohio. So Mm -hmm. get ready. (laughs) We will open the day before Valentine's Day. The registration opens. That would be February 13th. And we kick the whole shebang off on February 27th. It'll be a 10-week program. And you're sure to, wait for it, love it. (laughs) All right. All right. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medora from Fire on the Bluff. Keep those questions coming. We're here with answers and expanding your wait what what did you just say Sarah about the using pickleball? your pickleball force for good oh yeah <laughs> I was like I've got to remember that can't remember that using in your, your domicile force for good yeah in your domicile exactly <laughs>